There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. It's getting close to kick-off in the Premiership. 48 hours away from Rangers against Hebs and 72 hours away from Aberdeen against Celtic. We know who the referees are going to be. It's going to be Nick Walsh in charge for the game at Ibrox on Thursday night. Uh, the VR official is going to be Alan Muir. And then for Celtic at Petordre on Saturday, it's going to be Stephen McLean with Kevin Clancy on the VAR. I've got Stephen McGinn with me. I'm Paul Cooney. You can call us now 0808 17 17 700. Stephen, I see congratulations in order for your brother John got engaged a few days ago. Yeah, delighted for him and Sarah. Um, been together a wee while now and a wee bit of a surprise in his recent holiday. And yeah, great news and just all about um, the stag do for me and the wedding for, for <laughs> the rest of the family. Yep, and saving up for a present as well. What do you get the man who's got everything? <laughs> a card. Yeah. <laughs> Call Stephen on 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. It's been, what's, I mean, three and a half weeks since we had the Premiership. I know you've got games, you've been playing and you've got a game this weekend, but it seems a long time and I get the sense because Scotland have not been involved and even with England out now, some of the attention has gone from it. Tonight though, we've got two, well, one huge game tonight, Argentina, Croatia, and then tomorrow night, France against Morocco. Personally, Stephen, have you missed the Premiership? Yeah, I wasn't really sure how it was going to work, you know, with the... It, the league's just finishing straight into World Cup, but it's for a football fan, it's it's really it's great. I mean, the next two nights, World Cup semi-finals, and then a blockbusting start to the league with Rangers Hibs and Lee Johnson's already stoked the fire ahead of that. So you can just you, you just you feel it approaching, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Yeah, he said obviously he doesn't think that Rangers can catch Celtic. That's if Rangers need any inspiration, that's going to be up in the I don't know, do they put it up in the dressing room anymore? They used to put cuttings up, but maybe maybe not anymore. Is that the iPad they show you what the guy but, said? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it would I mean on occasions in the, in the past I've had managers that that's been part of the team talk. That is mm-hmm. uh, I mean football football's a lot to do with just good players and stuff but sometimes it can just come down to psychology and um, sometimes a, another team the way can even be celebrations after a previous match against each other just any that, that wee edge any team uh, a manager can use can, they, will, they are going to use it Our first caller on 08 08 17 17 700 in minus 4 in Garthamlock it's Sean Hi Sean it's actually minus six calling to my phone, so somebody's <laughs> rang. It's got worse, no? I, I was out an hour ago. Sean, how you doing? I'm okay, my friend. Are you thinking World Cup, first of all? Yes, that's what I've got in my mind. I've got 2-1 Croatia tonight. Right, you're going 2-1 Croatia. They, they've been the surprise package, haven't they? So why do you think they are going to beat Argentina? How are they going to do it? I don't know. I think it might be a late own goal. I think the goals will come in the second half. I think Messi will score one. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what, um, Croatia who's up front in that, but I think Croatia will get two, but it'll be tight late on. And I think it will be France and Croatia final. 
Right, okay, France-Croatia. What about tonight, Stephen, then, with Sean? Do you agree with him that it could be Croatia who are going to get a goal? Maybe Perisic will score tonight, Pasalic, or what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tight. I, I don't think... I think the one thing Croatia, just about the only thing they don't have in their armory is a, a recognised goal scorer. Sure. I would think they dominate the midfield. I think the midfield's as good as any national team at the moment, so I think they're going to dominate the midfield, but... You just you just think with the way Argentina are at the minute, um, just they just feel as if it, it feels like the time, and and they've got that little magician up front that can pull that pass mm-hmm. the, the other night against uh, Holland was just I don't know how he sees it to be honest. He, even even at thirty five, you're still looking at him saying how do, how does he do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I see Scaloni, the boss, has been saying well, we're not a dirty team at all that we compete. I mean that was a bit of a. Sh- a real Rami with uh, the Netherlands. A lot of people like to see that. What did you think of it, Stephen? Loved As it. A player, loved, loved it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I saw a lot of people speaking about the penalties and yeah. um, how it's it's unheard of for other teams to be golden. But as a, a, a viewing fan, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. The the dra- everything. I mean, if a World Cup quarter final, it's get settled with seventeen bookings and the fighting after each penalty is taken. I mean, yeah. how can you how can you go wrong? Sean, how did you see it? See, you only see the penalties in this World Cup yeah. coming from the, the top players in the world. I think some of the penalties have been quite poor, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially that re- especially that referee. Um, I think it was um, the po- I don't know if it was Portugal or Croatia. He refereed a Rangers game and sent half two people. I think he said, I think he's going about 30 yellow cards that, um, on that game. He's, he's not a good referee. Mm-hmm. The baldy so, guy, I don't know, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, some of the refereeing has been, and the players have been critical, openly critical, and I don't think they've faced any comeback from FIFA. No, another thing that surprised me, I don't know, um, yeah, some of the England players heard big Harry Maguire and That's right. left the ref yeah. and no doubt what he thought his performance. And See, to be honest, I think there's a, there's a you don't want refs to come out and just get openly battered and, and, no. and picked on, but... Refs can have bad games, and as players, you have to you have to face the music sometimes, and you have to openly say, "I, I was rubbish there." But um, referees, I mean, you're always you're, you're worried about criticizing referees because you're yep. thinking about a ban and a, a suspension. But this World Cup has just been a free for all. So, Sean William Gallas, the former well Tottenham, Arsenal, of course, uh, Chelsea as well star, he's been praising Juranovic as one of the best players in the World Cup. One of the big surprises. What do you think of the Celtic defender? I think he will be off in the next two, well, probably less than two weeks. I think Celtic could get up of that £20 million. I think he'll be off to England. Yep, when he was in here last week, it was 10 to £15 million. Stephen McGinn, what would you... I'll go 20. You'll go 20, Sean goes 20. Stephen, do I hear 21? <laughs> well, I, I, th- <laughs> I, think with the, I think with the agent, I think the way Celtic have moved swiftly with um, Alistair Johnson, mm. I think they've maybe gave the agent a fee. Uh, before the World Cup, maybe a range. I, I know they could maybe go back and say, you said that much a World Cup, mm-hmm. stick your 15, we want that now. Sure. But I, I would have thought the way kind of football works, they might have been given a figure. Um, but he's been so good, he's been had a, such a a good World Cup. And I think with now getting to the semi final, that takes him up to at least the third place playoffs, mm-hmm. um, which would rule him out of Celtic's next few games. And I, I think he's played his last game for Celtic. Oh, do you think? Yeah, I do. Think I think. That's it. Yeah. I think he would be given a week anyway to 
um, recovery after the World Cup um, either final or third place playoff so I think he's played his last game and it's just a matter of where he goes and how much he goes for And how impressed were you when he played against Brazil up against Neymar Vinicius Junior for example you know, you think you'd spend the whole day defending but he didn't he was a, he was one of the, the best attackers He's been a he's been a brilliant signing for Celtic. He's had uh, a brilliant eighteen months at Celtic, and one of the only criticisms in all his time at Celtic was maybe how he handled a couple of the superstars, uh, Vinicius Junior yep. and uh, Mudrick from yeah. Shakhtar. But then he goes out a month later, and Vinicius Junior's hooked off after sixty four minutes because not only was Juranovic dominating him defensively, he was taking him the other way. So um, I just think it shows you. I think he's twenty seven years of age. He's coming in his peak years. I, I I can see a lot of teams around Europe and really interested in him. And Sean, Borna Barisic, we've not seen much of him, but he did play in one of the games. What do you think that'll have done for his confidence? I think it would have done a huge confidence. I actually thought he played actually a decent game. Yeah. I thought coming near the end, I thought his legs were getting a bit tired, but mm. for a guy that's not really played much, and I actually think he done quite well, but hopefully that'll give him confidence going into the season and beyond but do you know what one player looked, who looked nervous in the quarterfinals uh-huh. I know he scored one um, Harry Kane yeah. I, like, did, I had second penalty playing me Stokes right? it was like watching the darts player um, the Dutch guy playing, oh yeah he just Van... looked nervous man. Uh-huh. yeah I, th- I thought that as well Sean but I read somewhere that that's part of his routine something he does right. he, he plays with his socks yeah. um, he fixes his socks and it's just part of the routine he maybe from all he's practising what what right. the bat the bat I thought was he's he's decided that's his preferred way of going. He probably thinks Laris is going to go for it this time, and he's just had to hit it that much more into the corner. And I think he's overthought yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I I think he's as good as anyone at penalties in the world. I was shocked he missed it, to be honest. Sure, he had a similar one though for Tottenham, didn't he? I saw a replay of one, but it can happen to anyone. We, we, you know, we're speaking to everyone about it. We talked with you about penalties the other day, Sean. Quick word about your own Rangers. You two see, days see, away. See before, yep. see, but, on you go. See, before I go to Rangers, yep. there's one thing I know that might be on his mind. Uh-huh. He's with um, taking a penalty up against his uh, teammate uh, at Spurs, sure. so maybe the nerves were up. That's a good point. I see that Lloris has been in touch with him. In fact, straight afterwards, uh, Stephen, he sent him a message from the dressing room. Yeah, classy. Um, yeah. I'm sure they've got a good relationship. It's it's tough when you play. I've, I've played against my own brothers. You know, mm. it's tough. Um, What's it like up against them in a tackle? It's it's, it's strange. Yeah, it's strange. I, I remember there's a, there's, a, there's a good... I don't know if it's easy to come across as one time that um, Paul's absolutely lifted John mm-hmm. in an old St Martin versus Dundee game. And um, as St Murn on the breakaway, John, uh, Paul's looking over John to make sure he's okay because he has properly lifted him. Sure. And Paul Hartley, the then Dundee manager, has gone off his head, screaming at him, yeah. get back in. It's yeah. something we can joke about at the time. But yes, and so for them at that level, I mean, Hugo Lloris is probably good friends with Harry Kane, but not only that, he needs Harry Kane. Yeah. The success of Spurs depends on Harry Kane, so he needs him to go over it pretty quickly as well for his own personal gain and his team's gain. Sean, you're in charge. What's your next topic? <laughs> you're in I'll fire tonight. Rangers. Yeah, Rangers. I'll go, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go Rangers if the game's on because that's cold weather. I will certainly not be going to the Ibrox. So I'll be watching it with a cut of coffee in the house. You so reckon? No, uh-huh. chance I'll, no chance I'll put the Ibrox <laughs> in minus nine. It'll be a wee bit warmer come Thursday. Well, it, could you take much from the weekend, the win against Bayer Leverkusen? It's a friendly, but... To, yeah, to, to be honest... I, I've said this for another times on the show, friendlies aren't really for me. Sure. I had it on in the background and I was too busy doing something on my computer. So I, I just can't get into a friendly game. Rangers could play Barcelona, PSG, and I just don't get the same buzz. So what do you think Thursday night then? Hibs, 
coming to town. What do you reckon? Uh, I'll, I'll go a sneaky 2-0 two, two or 2-1. 2-0, 2-1. Stephen, what do you reckon? I think it'll be comfier than that for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good game well, for hopefully. them under the lights at Ibrooks. Uh, Rangers Hibs games are tasty enough at the best of times, but with a new manager and after a break, I think uh, it's going to be a real tough night for Hibs. And what do you think, Sean? You happy with the extension of the contract of young 18-year-old Leon King another two years? Yeah, it's going to be a good, a good thing uh, signing the young boys up because Rangers have been shouting for years. We'll not give the young boys a chance, so. Uh, good luck to him and hopefully he keeps improvement. Sean, are you worried about the coming weeks then? Are you excited under Michael Beale? How are you feeling? You called it right two years ago. How are you feeling? Nine points behind. Well, to be, to be honest, he wasn't my number one. Uh, but Sean, you wanted Sean Dice? Uh, yeah, I was going for Sean Dice, but I'm, I'm, obviously as a Rangers fan, we need to get behind him because if Rangers fans don't get behind him, the games are coming up. We've got Aberdeen, Hibs, Celtic, so if you don't get behind them, it'll just end up cutting. So I'd need to get behind them, try and uh, close the gap and see where we are in um, the end of January. If for six points or something, they'd go for it. But I still think Celtic will win the league. It would basically need a miracle. And Sean, good news for you today. One of your own players has been honoured by Queen's University in Belfast, Dr Stephen Davis. He's oh, phenomenal. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's the first I've heard of that. I've not even heard of that. That's amazing news. Breaking news. Stephen, it's a good one, isn't it? That he's been recognised because he's the all-time top cap player on these islands. Yeah, he's... Uh, and in Britain, yeah, correct. Yeah, he's uh, an amazing, amazing player. Uh, you know, he's... Especially in Scotland, he's one of the best players, midfielder players I've played against. Um, top professional, top player. And, um, yeah, no surprise to see him getting an honour like that. Do you think Rangers should sign Malik Tillman before Sean goes? Would you get him on a... A permanent deal? Have you seen enough yet, Stephen? Uh, well, there's no doubt in the quality, but I don't think in the competitive football up to now, I don't think he's done enough for to go and spend um, the money on him. I don't think it's not. You get some loan players and they think you've got to, like the Jota and Carter Vickers situation with Celtic, where you think they've got to try and tie them up as soon as possible. I, from what I've seen, I, I have not seen as much as of, of him as Sean will have, but not, it's not screamed out that they have to sign him yet. But obviously with a new manager and he's promising double the other day, then um, there's no doubt in his quality and potential, but he's going to have to put it together more often than that to, for them to splash the money on him. Sean, I think that's what you were saying. He needs to deliver for Rangers. Yeah, it, to be honest, I don't think I would splash uh, no. on him as well. I think when he's loans up, just kind of let him go back and good luck to the guy, but yeah. I just don't think he's Rangers class. So you're not going to spend your... You, you bid £21 million for Juranovic five minutes ago. Do you realise that? And finally, Yilmaz, I see Galatasaray are in for him. They want him. <laughs> so uh, if they get £21 million, um, send Celtic my bank details. I'll take a cut after that. <laughs> Yilmaz for Galatasaray. Yeah, there has been a bit of chat about him maybe wanting to go away. We didn't see much of him and then he played a few games and impressed. It's been a strange uh, transfer all round. Um I don't know if I don't know if he was brought in to be the, the starting left back or if he was brought in for the future, but it's all the rumblings of maybe going of him maybe being unsettled. Or, um, it has been a bit strange, but the, the left back situation for Rangers is probably the biggest talking point going into the game. Well, Michael Beale trust Adam Devine, mm-hmm. um, who did well apparently at the weekend. Yeah, um, out of position as well. Yep. I believe he's right footed. So. Um, so it's probably the manager's first big decision getting into that game. Adam Devine. Is there, 
Is there any news on any like, Rangers links to him? I've not heard anything. Not much. Not, not that I've heard of no. uh, Rangers TV, a suggestion that Yanis Hadji is back in training for Rangers. I know it's a slightly oh, different brilliant. topic, but my goodness, you've missed him, haven't you, Sean? Oh, definitely missed him. <laughs> Can't wait till he comes back, so we need him right now. We need to, I would like to have him for the old firm, but that might just be a bit too soon. See, Alistair Johnson signs officially. He can start working at Celtic in the first. Any chance you think he would play in the second? I'm looking at Stephen McGinn for this. It's, it'd, be, it'd be one heck of a debut. Um, I, I think I think a lot would go on how Celtic have negotiated the games before it. I think mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Ralston's earned the right to get a run at it and Juranovic's absence. And depending how Celtic are, if Celtic win all the matches going into the Rangers game, I believe Anthony Ralston will play. And I think it's a tough game that to throw anyone into. You know, we've seen a lot of high profile debuts in the fixture before, but I think with Anthony Ralston and uh, the way he knows uh, Ange Postogoglu's system I, would, I believe he'll get the nod So minus four at Garthamluk it's going to get colder tonight Sean you'll be watching you think it's going to be Croatia beating Argentina and then tomorrow night France-Morocco you're going with the French what scoreline? Uh, France 3-0 3-0 and yet Morocco they've only what, lost I've one, actually been doing one goal I know they've conceded and one it, goal and do, you know, do, you, do you know the scary thing is Paul yeah. we've got a, a, a I think Scotland holds just over 6 million Croatia's just over 3 million yeah. What is Scotland doing wrong? Why are we not getting to these this stage of the World Cup? I know it's That's a great point Sure You're right yep. We're not even there Hopefully Stephen Your uh, brother John And Callum McGregor And Nathan Patterson Andy Robertson We're going to be at the World Cup In three and a half years time Yeah I mean we've went too many Too many of these tournaments Without being at them So First of all, hopefully we get to the next Euros and, and build from that. We we are, it's, I mean, it's a slow process. Love it. We'd love to find a way to speed it up, but it's a slow process. But um, if we can start getting to these tournaments, like Croatia do, Croatia countries they qualify all the time and gain gain an experience. And you just the the, the potential's unlimited once you're there. Like Wales getting to the semis of the Euros. Yeah. Just let's just focus and getting there all the time, and then we'll build up that experience and hopefully. One more game. Do, do you think? Do you think it's down to the Scottish diet, like some of the food we eat? Do you think we should maybe go try and get a bit more healthier? I don't think it would do any harm. But there's uh, one of the fittest specimens of a thirty-three-year-old, thirty-four, thirty-four, Stephen again. Yeah. The, the, the way the way these boys, especially some of the boys that um, go down to England. I mean, mm. uh, Andy Robertson. I mean, he, if you can name me a fitter fullback in European football at the minute than Andy Robertson. Do you know what I mean that? I, I don't think it's down to diet and. These boys are top athletes, top pros. I just Kieran Tierney. Kieran, T- Kieran <laughs> Tierney. Um, so, what's your diet? Seriously, that's a good question from Sean. Because we all we know. Look at the weather here. The comfort eating's too easy. But what, what's your what? What would you have? Is it chicken, rice? What, what's help us? Yeah, well, I'm not a. One of the first things you uh, happened to me when I'm down to England. Um, the nutritionist took me shopping. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if you're carrying weight, if you're overweight, then there's a there's a reason for it I mean it's not because lack of intelligence I mean you, you know the right foods to eat how much to eat not to overeat so I, w- I wouldn't say it that but I would say does it come, come down to does it come down to experience does it does that count I mean we are Croatia are a small country like yeah. ourselves but historically they have got to the, the latter stages of these tournaments and could it be just that kind of experience of know-how and mentality that that we don't have we don't have that I mean we don't qualify out of groups for a start once we get there so is that a mindset as well 
I think it is sometimes. I have seen it when we should have gone through, but some of them, a number of years ago, were thinking, oh, back home now, we're going on holidays and all the rest. Whereas we could have progressed in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, there's been lots of missed opportunities, but I mean, if we knew the solution, yeah. we're a football country, we're, we're mad about it. If we, if we knew the answer, um, we wouldn't cut the corners to get there. Do you know what I mean? We'd do everything right. So if Sean could come up with a, with a plan. Sean, you've got Glasgow talking. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, Minus seven in some areas around Glasgow and the West. We're number one for Glasgow and the West. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, who spent some time down south as well. Interesting, quite a few people coming on the socials there at Go Football Show saying about diet, but along with it is the exercise that we all need. And I know it's tough in this weather, but it's good for your mental health as well, getting outside when you can. Yeah, well, one of the things I think we don't do enough in is uh, like when the weather's we, we trained at Falkirk Stadium today. There's not enough indoor right. facilities. Sure. Um, and, and I'm talking, not for, for me, I'm long gone for the, the future of this, this country, yeah. but I'm just thinking of uh, kids, seven, eight-year-olds training outside. Um, one of the big things Iceland did was all these indoor facilities, sure. and I'm thinking, there isn't one... There isn't one anywhere near Falkirk. Is there not? No. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, I was so did you train on the plastic pitch? So we trained on the pitch. Yeah. Rock hard. It was really hard and, and bitterly cold. And, and that's not me moaning about it, by the sure. way. That's just yeah. this fact. I'm just thinking of the kids that uh, all, the, all the coaches and young players out there doing their training tonight and the Astro pitch somewhere must be freezing. It'll probably be off, won't it? Because the games, I know my grandson's uh, training, the, the matches have been off the last two weeks. Supposed to play Airdrie this yeah. weekend. Is it going to happen? Probably not. No. So facilities, that would take root and branch change, wouldn't it? And that would need the government and local authorities and people and businesses to get behind it to try to get proper f- facilities. Because we shouldn't be surprised at this time of the year, you know, November, December, January, February, we're going to get snow. I know it's colder than it has been for some years, but this is typically what it would be like in the winter. I know, and it's in the times, I mean, people are struggling financially and there's not um, excess money there just to build another five or six oriums. But yeah. If, if we are serious about football and there's a lot of money in football football's important in this country and um, can, we, can we have more of them can we have more in um, ha- not having these kids games off so they're continually continuously playing football yep we'd love to see our own Juranovic's and Barisic's Scottish players playing um, in World Cup semi-finals but two of our own adopted players are involved tonight we're waiting to hear the team news but Juranovic will start of course and Barisic probably on the bench but you never know playing for Croatia who've obviously gone to the final all the way just four years ago could they be on the way again but they're up against Argentina and the romance there's so much with Lionel Messi as well is his name on the trophy and then tomorrow night it's going to be Morocco the surprise candidates up against France the defending title holders who knocked out England at the weekend right let's uh, talk we had some good Rangers chat there with Sean. What about Celtic then? So Alistair Johnson, the new uh, player brought in, some people think, to be alongside uh, Anthony Ralston for that position when you, if and when Juranovic goes. And I see that Stephen McLaren has recommended that Eric Ten Hag has a look at Juranovic. Would that surprise you if he went to, if he went to Man United? Um, not not really. Only only because I think Diego Dalot's had a brilliant season mm-hmm. for Man United. Yep. There's not many of them had a good season, but I think he's had a good season. But if you if you're watching the World Cup, you can't help but be um, impressed with Juranovic and with the figures spoken about. I mean, it is it isn't that expensive for clubs. I mean, this is a guy that 
Yank yeah, Gunis, there isn't a sell on value for him. You're signing him at 27, but he could go and be your starting right back at a high level for the next four or five years. And William Gallas, I mean, what a career he had, didn't he? Uh, especially Chelsea, Arsenal captain for a wee while. Then he fell out with a few people. But he knows what he's talking about. 60-odd caps for France. And he said he's a, a standout. Uh, let's hear from Alistair Johnson. He's been speaking about Juranovic because, of course, they came up against each other, Canada against Croatia in Doha. No, I did actually talk to him a little bit after. Um, just said hello and... and uh, he was really good about coming out of his way to make sure he came and found me even after a, a big 4-1 win for them. Um, he's a great player. He was, he was, I thought he was one of the best players in the pitch, and he's been showing that all World Cup. So, you know, let's hope that Croatia can keep doing what they're doing and, and you know, potentially lift the World Cup at this point. Interesting conversation. It'd been great to hear that, wouldn't it? Wonder, wonder what they really said to each other. Yeah, I'd love to hear yeah. it. Um, but it's, I, I listened to the interview as well when he was talking about Wanyama. Um, yeah. He's speaking about... Um, how people remember him as Celtic player and not, not the Premier League Spurs or Enough. Southampton yeah. version and I think it just shows you the worldwide appeal we have is with the two big clubs here Well he knows all about Scotland as he displayed when he was interviewed this is Alistair Johnson speaking when he met the media last night My dad's side's English and Scottish uh, my mum's side my mum was born in Northern Ireland so you know growing up in you know a UK household football was always you know our main sport we played a little bit of hockey in the winter my ch entire childhood was was waking up watching Premier League watching Champions League and, and of course seeing Celtic and some of those big nights and and, you know, for me, it's always been one of those clubs that I've always been drawn to just because I always look at it like this. If, if full slate of games going on in the Champions League and Celtics playing at home, I want to watch the Celtic match. doesn't matter who they're playing. Just to see the atmosphere, you can just tell how much more it means um, to this fan base um, and what those European nights are like. Um, and also, it's been cool. We have a couple players um, with the national team who have played um, in Scotland, and, and they've just said, you know, the league's, league's a blast. Um, and obviously, Celtic is you know, the cream of the crop in the league. So, um, no, I've only heard glowing reviews um, and, you know, it's kind of cool to finally, you know, live out that childhood fantasy. Stephen, how's that playing with the Celtic fans? Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's good to hear the positivity about uh, coming here and, but I think it points towards what Ange Postacoglu has always said about his recruitment policy. Um, he doesn't need to sell Celtic to anyone and it sounds like um, Celtic was already sold to him before it was mentioned to him it's a club that he's obviously kept an eye on and one of the great clubs across Europe so uh, I don't think it's taken a lot of convincing to get him over He is willing and he knows he's going to have to fight for his place um, You know just that nothing's going to be given everything's going to be earned um, and I think that that's something that all young aspiring footballers want just an opportunity um, and that's something that this coaching staff has been very strong about is that you know, we're, we're trying to play a certain way. We want to bring in some young, talented players that, you know, have an edge to them. Um, I think I fit that mold, but the other two right backs do as well. So I think it'd be great. You know, I'm just here to fight for my place and hopefully earn some minutes. And as many players do when they arrive now, they speak about the manager, Ange Postacoglu. Massive, to be honest. Um, I think, again, for myself, that, that relationship you have with the manager, you want to make sure that you're not going somewhere where you're just going for the name, but you also want to go somewhere where you truly are wanted and you're in their plans. Um, and just by talking to him, we seem to have similar paths, even though they're different. You know, him, obviously, um, he's gone a bit of a different kind of pathway than most managers have. Um, and he understood what it's like playing in a bit more of an obscure league, you could say, with the MLS for Europeans. It's it's kind of a league that not a lot of, it's not obviously not talking talked about a lot over here. And um, him obviously being in the J League. Um, but I think also just talking to him, he could see how much he knew about the game 
how much he cared for just giving young players who had a chip on their shoulder an opportunity and also, you know, how he's done with his recruiting. Um, he's gone into kind of, again, those smaller leagues from all around the world. He's found players that no one's ever heard of before necessarily like myself. Um, and hopefully that I can be another one in that long line of players that he's brought over that, you know, have shown not only Scotland, but all of Europe that they can play. Steve McGinn, a bit of humility there as well. Players that are not known like myself, he says. Yeah, he speaks really well and he, and he has his... The success of the, the last couple of transfer windows to Celtics, um, we spoke about it a lot, but also even for him, uh, Josip Juranovic wasn't signed from Real Madrid. Like He was signed from, from Poland and look at the improvements in his game and, and he's shown it in, a, in the world stage. So there's that carrot for everyone coming in here. Can he be the next, as he says, success story that nobody's heard, for, heard of from before? That's Stephen McGinn with Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 and take care as you drive home with the sub was minus seven in some areas now across the west of Scotland. Uh, Alistair Johnson was speaking about the Celtic fans. It's no joke. They, uh, the Celtic fans nearly broke my phone. Um, just, the, just the outpouring of love has been pretty crazy. Um, you know, that doubled up with being participating in a World Cup at the same time was... A really just crazy time in my life um but no no just super excited to get here um everyone's been so warm and welcoming uh even in the town center just walking around you know people are coming up and saying congratulations mate you signed for the biggest club in the world so it's been a it's been a pretty unique and special welcoming i'd say city center city the great city of glasgow he does speak so well alistair johnson speaking about celtic and his style of play definitely i have a lot of physicality to me um I'm a pretty big fullback to a degree, but at the same time, maybe an undersized center back. So I'm kind of in that gray area there, but I'm someone that just loves to defend. Um, and I think that's something that everyone will see for me, you know, putting in a, a big tackle is just as good as, as getting on the end of a cross, for example. But um, that's kind of what you're going to see from me is, is someone likes to get up and down, lots of balls into the box. Um, but at the same time, yeah, love to defend, live for it. Loves defending. That'll help. Yeah, it was yeah. the way he just described himself. I mean, it was the worst kept secret at the World Cup that he was going to sign for Celtic. So yeah. <laughs> you're watching the Canada games and thinking, right, what are you all about? And he looked really athletic, really powerful. He smashed into a few tackles. And um, yeah, the way he described himself, the way he kind of, the initial, my initial scout report was of him that, that that's everything he looked like. And one final piece from him playing under pressure and playing in a league where it's usually nip and tuck at the top. That pressure is something, again, I think if you're a footballer, you know, any professional athlete, you want to be put in those kind of, you know, experiences and opportunities where you're put under that pressure because that's where you really get to find out who you are. Um, so, again, you know, talking to the manager, he said, look, go enjoy the World Cup. Um, enjoy being out there. Enjoy the matches. But at the same time, is once you get a taste for that, it's hard to ever go back to something less than that. And he said that that's why he thinks that Celtic is a great fit for me. Um, it's that, you know, it's 60,000 every week. You know, there are pressures there constantly, but you can, you're going to relish that. You're going to enjoy it. And at the end of the day, is that once you get a little bit of a craving for it, you can't get enough of it. So that was a big thing for me as well. He could do media classes, couldn't he? For the presenters like myself, he uh, speaks really well. So he's here from the 1st of January. That's when I think, you know, he can start to, to work in this country. Could he be playing on the second at Ibrox? As I said, I think I think the results leading into the Celtic yeah. Rangers game uh, will take care of themselves. I think if Celtic come out of the traps flying with Anthony Ralston starting and playing well, I think he'll be given a nod. But you just never know how it looks. Does it 
the Celtic have a bad start the Rangers really pick up and the gap narrows and they go to try and trust, trusted with Juranovic coming back or is the is gap increased and they, let, they, they give Alistair Johnson his first experience of the greatest derby He'll know all about it very soon. Uh, another footnote on Celtic. Our next Celt, I see Tom Rogic came off the bench last night, West Brom at Sunderland, and he scored. Yeah, I mean, amazing goal. If you, if you didn't know who was scoring that goal and you said, like, have a guess at who scores that, yeah. it's Tom Rogic. Describe yeah. it, Stephen, could you? For those who didn't see it. Oh, I can't describe it as well as Ian Crocker. I was oh, like going back a few years yeah. listening to Ian Crocker <laughs> describe a Tom Rogic wonder goal. So, uh, but yeah, I'm delighted for him because at one point you weren't sure if he was going to retire at such yeah. a young age and he's been really stop start at West Brom and I think with the lack of football on I think everyone just about watched the Sunderland West Brom game that right. nobody yep. did and yep. not only did he score an amazing goal he totally changed the game I mean it was it was totally stamped uh, performance stamped by Tom, Tom Rogic all over it yep well that's Croc in the background <laughs> it was a terrific goal by uh, Tom Rogic I can hardly believe there was football on you know from Britain last night it's nearly back it's back in 48 hours we'll have the team news soon as well for the game tonight Croatia playing against Argentina Argentina are the favourites with the bookies still to win it now closely followed by France I think although there's not much in it Lee Johnson he's been speaking about Ryan Porteous he is up for transfer as we know he's going to go he's already told the club Ryan Porteous what do you think is it going to be championship for him you reckon it doesn't look as though he's going to come to Glasgow no, I would think uh, either the English Championship or maybe I don't know if uh, I mean you can't you can't have watched Ryan Porteous at Scotland any Scotland performance and some of his top performances for Hibs and not want to take a punt on him at, on a free transfer. So I'm sure he's alerted a lot of clubs' attention. But interesting to see that um, Lee Johnson's open to letting him leave in January. Um, such a big player and difficult window to to try and replace him. So I'm assuming he's maybe got someone lined up. We'll find out in the coming weeks. We're only, can you believe, we're what, the 13th, we're nearly halfway through January already. Uh, the kids getting excited. Yours are so young, maybe. Uh, your wee girl, maybe, aware that Santa's not far away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to tell her about the naughty and nice list. And sometimes, ah, Daddy, I want to be on the naughty list. And I'm thinking, that's not, the, <laughs> that's not the game. <laughs> not the right answer. <laughs> Some of the other headlines today down south, I see Bournemouth have changed hands. And it's another American coming in to football in England. Bill Foley, who's got some franchises over there. More and more Americans coming into the English game as well as those from the Middle East as well Man City Newcastle United obviously Liverpool could be up for sale perhaps yeah and um, I mean the sceptic in you is you're always worried about this where, where the football's going yep. I mean they're, they're ploughing that much money into it down south there's only that many places for the Champions League and stuff like that so uh, that, that Super League just always feels like it's not far away so uh, yeah one to keep an eye on good time to call now if you want to speak to Stephen again 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney and Stephen again 0808 17 17 700 Taking some of your calls on a bitterly cold night But there's the World Cup to enjoy Jokal Day will be coming up at 7 But in the background you can have Joe on And also watch the game tonight and just during the break, Stephen, you were just talking about, you know, Argentina and Croatia, but also Morocco tomorrow night in France. And I think um, you fancy the underdogs, or it would be really, it would be great if either Morocco or Croatia were to win. Yeah, amazing. I just, getting get into the last World Cup with um, 
England, France, yeah. um, in Croatia. I thought France just at that level, they had Kante, he's peak. Pogba was playing at the top of his game, obviously Mbappe, all, all the quality, but I just, I, th- I, th- I think England missed a big opportunity there night with France, and I just think the way they played, it just had that wee feeling, and they're, they're not certainties to win it. Mm-hmm. Is it mindset under Gareth Southgate? Everyone says really decent guy, very good coach, very calm, which you probably need to be when you're the national manager with the, the media in this country, north and south of the border. You know, there's, we're part of it. There's so much attention on it, although that's not just here in these islands. What do you think about Gareth Southgate? Should he stay? Should he go? It's, it's a tough one because if you get rid of him, there isn't a natural replacement to come in and... and the players, it's quite obvious the players love going and they love him. They've definitely built something good. But, I mean, from every tournament I can remember watching England, they always lose these games. Yeah. Always, they always get to this game where there's no much between the teams and they always find a way to lose. I remember yeah. an, an old France game, I think it was the Euro 2004. Mm-hmm. I think they lost to France and I think they were one nil up in the 8th minute and managed to lose the great Zinedine Zidane scored yeah. a double uh-huh. and I remember thinking how do they manage to lose their games and it's just something in my lifetime that they've always found a way to lose them Yeah, they should do better than they are I mean many people I think the polls yesterday were slightly in favour of Gareth Southgate staying I think it's his decision I don't think the FA are going to push him but it's sounding as though he wants to take some time he says he's you know he's tired it's, it's tough or whatever but they haven't beaten anyone that they weren't expected to beat. They beat the ones that are expected. Yeah, Germany but, at the last Euros, uh, a packed. Yeah. I mean, Wembley was at a frenzy that night. Um, yeah. Looked over capacity almost. It was that much. The atmosphere was amazing. That mm. was probably just about the one game. But I, I, I just thought it was a, not much between the two teams. Obviously, Kylian Mbappe's a superstar. Yeah. And amongst all that, but England's bench far outweighed France. And I just thought, I forget to extra. T- France only really had the one attacking sub of that level with Kingsley Coman and. Mm. England have so many different options. I just thought, not even getting it to extra time. I know obviously Harry Kane doesn't mean to miss a penalty, but I just thought uh, with Morocco, and no disrespect to Morocco in the semi-final, but what a missed opportunity that is. Huge, wasn't it? We've got the team, the Croatia team for tonight, and of course Josip Juranovic is in there in the back four at the right. No surprise on that, Stephen. You've got the full team uh, there handed to you. Um, I'm just looking at it. There's no sign of Barisic. He'll be on the bench, won't he, Borna Barisic, as expected. Yeah, well, you just, usually when you look at teams, you're you're looking who's up front for them. But with Croatia, you just you're making sure the three in the midfield are playing because that is the that is the the real quality in the Croatia team. And where the game will be won if Croatia win, it'll be won in that midfield battle with with how good they are. So yep. um, it's the first thing you look at when you look at their team. Luka Modric, thirty seven years old. Lionel Messi is thirty five. Um, club games eight hundred thirty one for the Argentinian striker. 785, so there's not that much difference for Modric. Club goals, well, 695 for Messi and uh, 97 for Modric, but they're very different positions, different players. So that's an uh, international caps, there's not really much difference. There's only 10 in it, 170 for Messi, 160 for Modric. If only any of us could say that, Stephen. Pretty silly numbers, though. I know. One would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not one. no because you got your under 21s and you got that the injury. International goals again. The comparison: 95 for Messi, 23 for Modric. But 23 is pretty good, isn't it, for for a midfielder? Yeah. 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 League titles: 11 for the Argentinian, six for the Croatian. Um, Champions League titles: five for Modric, four for Messi. 
these Barcelona days, of course. And then Ballon d'Or wins, seven for Messi, one for Modric. And just looking at the Argentina team, of course, for tonight, Lionel Messi is in there along with Alvarez up front. What about that? What do you reckon tonight? I know we touched on it earlier on. Now that we've got the teams... I think it's going to be really close it could go yeah. to extra time I, I just think that the Argentina get, teams get more goals in it um, I think they're weaker than they were the other night I think the Acuna at left back is mm-hmm. a big loss I think Taglia yeah, of course. Fico yeah. struggled at times when he's came in in this tournament um, so I think that's a big loss but I just I think Croatia will edge the game in terms of the, 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 the possession and everything but I just think there's just more of a with, with Messi you just can't rule it him producing that moment of quality in a, in a really tight game whether it be a free kick a pass a goal out of nothing so I think they'll just edge it and tomorrow night France-Morocco what do you reckon so uh, Morocco the first team from Africa with such huge Arab influence as well some of them have got dual um, passports haven't they nationality how do you think that's going to go tomorrow night Mbappe against the, the probably the unfancied Morocco but huge respect for them yeah, well, I think there's no doubt how that game will go tomorrow. I think France will play a lot of the game in Morocco's half. Mm-hmm. I don't think Morocco hide how, how they go about it. They counter really well, defend really well, but um, Mbappe's not going to have any grass to run into behind Morocco. He's going to have to find a different way of, of getting the ball. And um, it's, I mean, the teams Morocco have beat, um, I mean, yeah. they've not, they've beat Spain and Portugal to get yeah. to the semi-final last two games. So it's not as if they're, um, they've got a good draw. They, they're a real team to be reckoned with and I just think the way they've counter-attacked the way they've defended just, and, and the way France defended the other night dangling legs in um, giving penalties away I just I just think it could be tighter than what I first thought at the outset if it yeah. was France v Morocco semi-final I think France all day but just a bit tighter than normal and the Seville striker who took that goal brilliantly the other night for them you never know what a leap yeah wasn't it yeah I mean you you're looking at the goalie kind of get caught out in no man's land yeah. but the way he, he jumps up and um, really hard to defend against looking forward to both games so you might not see tonight live if you're out but tomorrow night you will training tomorrow is there are you back no day off day, day off, off oh right I, so. so back on Thursday for the game this weekend we're back for the games on Thursday so what do you reckon Stephen looking at some of the matches uh, on Thursday well there's the one big one at Ibrox Rangers against Hibs massive game for Michael Beale his first full game in charge I mean he binned a game the other week because he didn't really want friendlies I know they played at the weekend and played well to beat Bayer Leverkusen what do you expect to see what difference in the team on Thursday I don't think it'll be any secret of how Rangers will play under Michael Beale I think they'll be straight back to the, the 4-3-3 with the fullbacks pushing up uh, the midfielders dropping in and cover and I think it'll be immediately back to that style there's a lot of players the majority of the squad played that way um, not so long ago so I think it'll be it'll be like watching Rangers from a, from a year or two ago I don't think I don't think anyone needs to tell Hibs as a secret that's that's how they're going to go about it but I expect Ibrox to be rocking Thursday you know breaking breaking the play for a month a new manager a lot of them probably wrote off the league and yeah. they're now thinking there's a wee bit of the nothing to lose mentality going into it so I expect Rangers to go out the traps come out the traps flying like always I mean they usually do at Ibrox yeah. but and it's how handle, Hibs handle that first 15-20 minutes Are you saying you expect a Rangers win? I think Rangers will yep. win uh, by a couple of goals I don't think Lee Johnson's helped their case Hibs by um, stoking the fire yeah. but um, I mean everyone's got different mentalities and psychology going into football matches and he's picked the, the stoking the fire one so 
but I expect Rangers to win by a couple of goals. Nick Walsh, as we said at the top of the programme, is the referee for it. The VAR official, Alan Muir. There's not been so much VAR controversy at the World Cup compared to what we've had in the first couple of months here in Scotland. Saturday, what's going to happen? Uh, we'll finish at Petordry. Well, in fact, let's start there because that's the early kickoff, isn't it? 12.30. Aberdeen Celtic, Stephen McLean is the referee. The VAR official, Kevin Clancy. What do you think you're going to see? Celtic continuing on the winning streak or Aberdeen under uh, Jim Goodwin continuing improvement? Yeah, well, I think it's a tricky game for Celtic off the back mm. of a break, you know, especially if conditions in Glasgow and Imagine the conditions up there on Saturday. It's so always a couple of degrees colder. Yeah, isn't colder, it? windier, right next to the sea. So it'll be a it'll be a difficult game, but I just think that Celtic games are well oiled machine. Uh, Celtic teams are well oiled machine, and I expect them to t- uh, pick up where they left off. Do you expect Jukamakis on the bench a little bit of you know chat about his future? Do you think it'll be Kyogo? Yeah, I think Kyogo plays. Yeah, I think uh, I think Angie's left it no doubt who his his main striker is, especially. Just going into the break, I think he played most of the game, so expect Kyle go to play. And but Jackie Mack just gives that that extra threat off the bench if required. Did you like playing at Petardry? I didn't actually. I can tell right away with Stephen's face there. No, why? Firstly, I didn't have a lot of success up there. It was never somewhere I went, and for whatever reason. But I think I think as there's a lot of chat about the new stadium, and I'm not surprised. I think it's been left behind with when you look at Easter Road and Tyne Castle now. Especially, I mean, so I've been playing there for years. When you go up there, sometimes we, when you go to Easter Road, Tynecastle, Celtic Park, Ibrooks, some of the English boys are foreign boys, and are looking around saying, "Wow, this is this is very good." It's Petardry's a bit more tired, so uh, I think if I think for them as a club, I think they need no sta- uh, new stadium to keep up with the other big clubs in the country. And the other games briefly, your old club Kilmarnock, and I see Derek McInnes today in in the press saying, "You know, we know we need to start getting points there at Hearts." Saturday. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, it was positive chat coming out of Kilmarnock today with the announcement that Billy Bowie wants to build a training centre um, in the area. So big news for for Kilmarnock and for for a, a lot of years before we, uh, the club moved back to Robbie Park to train with the Astro Pitch, they they trained in Glasgow and um, having played there in Kilmarnock and how the the community. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the fans are about in training days and stuff. Like that. I think it's important for Kilmarnock that they train and and work out of Kilmarnock. So. Big news for, for the club and for the future. Livy Dundee United, Ross County St Johnson. I need to ask you with a family connection. I know Paul's injured, but on the way back soon, your brother Motherwell against St Mirren. St Mirren, of course, close to your heart. Yeah, um, there's a lot of talk about Motherwell's home record versus St Mirren's away record yeah. getting into this game. I mean, someone, uh, <laughs> someone's going to have to try and pick up their form to, to get the three points here. But yeah, Motherwell, for a, a strange season, a lot of the games have played really well and, and lost them by the odd goal. So... Something that's I'm sure has frustrated Stephen Hamill and and I know that it's frustrated the players. So um, they'll be looking to to kick off with a home win. In your own game at the weekend, it's kind of a derby. I know the biggest derby's done Fermanagh, but you've got Alloa. Yeah, tricky game. Um, we beat them not long ago at our place, but they've got a lot of uh, attacking options. So no doubt a hard game, and we're just hoping that at the minute any footballers just hoping that these uh, surfaces can hold up yeah. to the Scottish weather. Well, the closing headlines then, the World Cup semi-final is just over an hour away and there's two Scots-based players there, uh, one of them on the pitch from the start. On the bench is Borna Barisic for Croatia, Juranovic having, well, the tournament of his life. This will be a moment that he'll never forget, especially if they get the win tonight. Oh yeah, it'll be the, the peak of his career if he can pull off the win tonight against the great Lionel Messi and his Argentina team. So, as I say, it's going to be... 
uh, a massive moment for either team getting there. So all the best to them both. Thanks very much, Stephen. We'll hear from you next week. Stephen McGinn, only here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. I'll be here tomorrow night at five with Andy Walker. So who's going through? We'll find out tonight. Enjoy the game and enjoy Jokal Day coming up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.